This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Congratulations to Kristen Stewart. The actress is uh, getting married. She's engaged to her girlfriend, Dylan Meyer, now her fiancé. And they were talking to Howard Stern. Stern asked uh, who they would like to officiate their wedding. And Kristen Stewart said, you know, I hear Guy Fieri, the, the, the chef... Celebrity chef, he officiates a lot of gay weddings. We'd like to have him do ours. He officiates or, or caters? I know. I, I You'd assume cater, but apparently he officiates a lot of gay weddings. So then uh, Kristen Stewart goes on. She's promoting this new Princess Diana movie where she plays the title character. She was on um, yesterday on Today, and they surprised her with this. I think you said recently that it would be kind of cool if Guy Fieri maybe <laughs> officiated your way. Well, we decided we were just going to check in with him to we see what he had him. to think no. about. Yes. Take, a, take a peek. Take a peek. Hey, Kristen. Guy Fieri here, and I've heard through the Flavortown grapevine that you are looking for a sweet, spiky-haired officiant for your wedding. <laughs> I'm all in. Oh. <laughs> that was, is that, that I a, do? Was that a real offer or was that? <laughs> I know. Is he joking? No, I think no, he means we, it. I wonder if yours was a real offer. You really want him? Absolutely. <gasps> I love it. Well, she's stuck with him now. Yeah. <laughs> Hard to backpedal out of this one. Now they reached out to him. Guy Fieri. Fieri? Yeah, Fieri. trying too hard to pronounce that. Well, it's not even his real name. He, he, changed, he made that name up. Oh, really? Yeah. He I'm sorry, you, you're pronouncing my fake name wrong. <laughs> Guy Fieri. Guy Fieri. Real name. Oh, maybe it is his real name. Actual name of his grandfather. Okay, so they changed the name, and then they changed it back. So it was... It was his name, and then they... It was his grandfather's name. They changed the name, and then they changed it back. So, I, my apologies. I've been pronouncing your name wrong, Guy Fieri. <laughs> Got to hit that D. Yeah. The, yeah I've, I've heard of letters being silent, but just letters appearing out of nowhere. F-I-E-R-I. <laughs> the D isn't silent. It's invisible. <laughs> Jim, you're engaged. If yeah. you could pick any celebrity to officiate your wedding, would it be Fieri? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, other than Guy Fieri, I... Uh... I would like a Samuel L. Jackson, I think. That'd be fine. You ready to take this MF's hand in holy matrimony? Yes, I am. Who's got the MF and ring? <laughs> oh, that little five year old? Cute little MF'er. That Sam would be Jackson, epic. if you're listening. Yeah. Sam, I'd love to surprise you next week, Jim. Oh, please. Sam Jackson, get in touch. Slide into my MF and DMs. Hey, I think we've found the headline of the week here. Are you ready for it? Okay. Monkey belonging to Texas special team coach's stripper girlfriend bites child on Halloween. Oh, okay, I think I'm going to need that in point form here. What? Monkey belonging to Texas special team coach's stripper's girlfriend bites child on Halloween. <laughs> So the coach's stripper girlfriend has a monkey. Yeah, Texas Longhorns, <laughs> University of Texas. The uh, the special teams coach, his name is Jeff Banks. He's got a girlfriend named Gia. She's also known as the pole assassin. Oh, my God. And she has a pet monkey. 
uh, think Marcel from Friends, okay? That's the kind of monkey she has. I'm just checking out her Instagram feed. Gia, the pole assassin. Is she killing Polish people? What is the... Oh, she's a stripper. Never mind. Yeah, okay. the stripper, like the... the yeah, yeah. You know. No, I get it now. Uh, she does pole dancing routines with the monkey. And look at this thing. <laughs> that can't be... It, it's on a leash. The monkey's on the pole, and then it'll go down. No. It'll it'll grab uh, grab dollar bills from, oh my God, from the customers. That has got to be some sort of animal abuse labor rights thing going on there. This is going to shine a light on this. This may be how the pandemic actually started. (laughs) Forget all the theories, the labs, the wet markets. I think it was the monkey stripper pole. It must be. It, It didn't help things. I can guarantee that. So Danielle Banks is her actual name. She advertised on social media to her neighbors, hey, we're having a little haunted house in our backyard this weekend. Come on, stop by. Apparently one of the kids got too close to the monkey. The monkey uh, latched onto the child, bit the kid, had to be pried off by another neighbor. Uh, However, the pole assassin says that everything was safe and it was the kid's own darn fault. Because uh, she's doing a little tour of her backyard here on Twitter. How could she viciously bite someone if they don't stick their hand in there where it don't belong? This is her home and her home only. It's already clear as day on the gate. Don't touch. No one's allowed back here without my permission. So she's got the monkey in the cage. The kids shouldn't have stuck the, their hand in the monkey's cage if they didn't want to get bit. Well, then you make the cage so a kid's hand... You can't blame kids. They're kids. you gotta, uh-huh. you got to put chicken wire up so they can only get a finger at best through there. Right. Like, come on. And, and the kids are probably assuming, they're like, well, if this monkey is performing at strip clubs, it's probably trained... The kids are probably thinking that, of course, yeah. It's only trained to bite hands that don't have um, dollar bills in them. <laughs> yeah, get out of here, you cheap bugger. <laughs> if that kid only had a fistful of singles, it would have been fine. There's a better chance of there being two moons in the sky than there is the Leafs winning another Stanley Cup. Nonsense. And, well, here's good news, if you uh, if you believe that. There was two moons in the sky at the Leafs game yesterday. <laughs> Well, at least one full moon behind the bench. You may have seen a guy with a massive plumber's crack mm-hmm. kind of sliding his butt along the glass. <laughs> it's right up against the glass, right between the two coaches' heads. Uh, yeah, he's wearing a blue shirt. He's obviously a Leafs fan. I would Well, I guess he could be a Tampa Bay fan because he's got a blue shirt right. on, but I'm assuming he's a Leafs guy. He's got a blue shirt. His jeans are down. Uh, a little low, considering he's got a heavy-duty belt on, it looks like. So yeah, yeah. the more I, I look at this, the more I think about it, he, he must have known. He, I think this was a, a deliberate act. I don't think it's just some guy shimmying past to go to the bathroom or to go grab a beer from the bar. <laughs> Why do you think this was? Uh... I think he was trying to get his butt crack on TV. Maybe. Give his buddies who weren't at the game a laugh. Sure. Imagine. Well, if that was your challenge and telling your buddies to watch at home to 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 find the crack, that would be hilarious. <laughs> but there is there is three, I would say almost three solid inches of cracks sticking out there. Yeah. 
And and you've noted you've worked with a bunch of guys, especially when you're in construction, Jim, mm-hmm. um, where they just had trouble keeping their pants up. Some... It's, yeah, it's a certain body type. Yeah, there was a guy who texted the, us this morning and says his back goes right down to his ankles, and no matter what belt or pants he wears, they're always sliding off. Uh-huh. There's nothing he can do about it. Yeah, the uh, <laughs> the caption that one of our listeners, Bob, who sent us this picture included on his his twitter page was it's plumber appreciation night at the toronto maple leafs game (laughs) (laughs) okay so this is the guy who who can relate he says i just want to say thanks again uh for posting that picture i am one of those guys who has a hank hill butt (laughs) i wear a belt all the time it makes no difference my butt is as flat as my back i know my crack is hanging out all the time any attempt to change that is futile it's just part of who i am how about suspenders Oh, yeah. I think suspenders may work for you, pal. Yeah. Un- unless you also have uh, have weak shoulders. <laughs> they just go angular. Right. Yeah, there's nothing. So, yeah, I've tried suspenders. There's nothing I can do. Gravity <laughs> is not a friend to my clothing. <laughs> yeah. Here's one. This should be the Toronto Maple Leafs new mascot. <laughs> I, they could call him the, the ascot. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be great. I think this would be a better mascot for Seattle, though. Why is that? Release the Kraken. <laughs> Release the Kraken. You got it. <laughs> Clocks go back this weekend, and I, I've looked it up here, Jim. Daylight savings is ending. Standard time begins Sunday, November the 7th. So before you go to bed on Saturday night, turn those clocks back an hour. Okay. And then daylight savings will start again Sunday, March 13th, 2022. Now, we're getting a bunch of text messages, daylight savings, uh, clocks moving related here. Uh, One question. Hey, guys, did you ever hear anything about what happened with Bell cell phones? Why last weekend the clocks accidentally went back an hour? Bell did say that there was a glitch all they really said was it's fixed now, and if you still have the wrong time on your phone, try rebooting it. It should go back to normal. Yeah. Seems like it's an easy mistake to make. You know, one number in the wrong place and the, the code, and it goes a week early. I don't know. Or We've also been talking about uh, getting rid of the clock change. Is this a possibility? There's politicians in Ontario that say they would like to uh, get rid of of time changes altogether. Um, Jason says, "Hey guys, if we eliminate eliminate daylight savings time, would we stay in the summer or winter cycle?" They're saying the summer cycle, right? Because really? the you think it was the winter cycle because it, that was called standard time. Mm-hmm. So you think that would be the base? No, they want it to be uh, the complaint that a lot of people have is that it's dark at four o'clock in the afternoon. Right? Mm-hmm. So if we stayed within standard time, it's still going to be dark at 4 o'clock in the afternoon. So th- the proposal is they want to one more time switch over to daylight savings and then just stay there forever. Mm. Okay. So it, it's it's darker in the morning and it's light in the afternoon and the evening, always. Okay. okay. It, it doesn't look like it's going anywhere right now. They have to get, if Ontario's going to do it, Quebec has to agree, and so does New York. And right now, New York isn't budging on this thing. Mm. We got uh, some messages here on Facebook. Someone upset that we're chirping daylight savings time. What about <laughs> the people who have who rely on, on the sun to make their living? 
you got to be uh, you got to have light to work early in the morning. Yeah, that's true. And I'm sure there's people in the afternoon who would prefer to have the light. You're never going to make everyone happy, right? Yeah, yeah. But I mean, you could work till 5 p.m. regardless of which time frame we switch to, I think. Morning, guys. I think daylight savings needs to go, says another text message. The only argument I can understand for keeping it would be so that small kids won't be walking to school or waiting outside for a bus while it's still dark out. That's from Ben. That's a pretty good point, though, Ben. How about this suggestion? Because it's true. No one's ever going to agree. We'll never get 100% of the population saying, hey, let's do it this way or that way. So what if we just split it down the middle? Ah. If we go back half an hour. <laughs> yeah, why not? And then just leave it there. That's a perfect compromise. Jim went and saw the new movie Eternals last night. Now you're not gonna uh, you're not gonna spoil anything on no. purpose, but you are gonna talk about whether or not you like the movie here, Jim. So if if you don't want to hear what Jim thought of the Eternals, there's your warning. Uh, give everyone a second. What did you think? Before I saw the movie, I saw the reports, and we talked about the reports. So this is the lowest rated Marvel movie of all time, right? So yeah, this is the, the twenty-sixth movie that they've released in the marvel cinematic universe number 26 and it was the lowest rated on rotten tomatoes going in yeah so my expectations very low i know nothing about the eternals i knew i didn't even know it was a comic book before they announced this movie was happen happening so when i went to the movie my um my expectations were low and it pretty much met those expectations it was a little better than i thought it would be uh because i just heard so many bad things it was fine. It just there was a there was kind of a failure to launch. Like there was a couple interesting characters, a couple interesting ideas, but it never really got there and it was very boring. 2 hours and 40 minutes long. Wow. Way too long. Almost 3 hours. Yeah. And it, it just the the content did not justify the runtime and there was just I think I think what a lot of people are saying is this is the least fun marvel movie that you'll probably ever see and it was it took itself a little too seriously um but there there is some like kumail nanjiani was in it he's funny mm -hmm. and boy did he try his darndest to try to lift it up and and add some levity which he did but it kind of it kind of like shoehorned in shoehorned in and there were some reshoots i guess and i wonder if that was the reshoots because it kind of didn't fit with the rest of the vibe of the rest of the movie but you know he was decent in it but overall it was just too much crying and i was just like could somebody just punch a monster in the face here now like it was it was just overly dramatic and stop crying and punch a monster now if people don't like marvel movies they might actually like this one because there was a lot of like interpersonal relationships and who's crying in the movie you say stop everybody. crying there was a, a, rob more stark than... cried like six times more than one character crying. Everybody was crying. But, like, Rob Stark, I don't, can't remember, Richard Madden maybe is his name. He was he played Rob Stark in Game of Thrones. And for all the Game of Thrones fans out there, beware, because I was so confused. Rob Stark is in this movie, along with Jon Snow, and they're both in love with a girl called Cersei, who is a character from Game of Thrones. It was just the most bizarre thing. What a coincidence. Which, yeah, it, was, it seemed like bad casting to put... Yeah, it was just bizarre. If you don't watch Game of Thrones, that means nothing to you. But it was just very weird. <laughs> the two Game of Thrones guys and a character named Cersei's. But, um, yeah, it just wasn't good. And to me, a, a superhero movie can only be as good as the bad guy. 
Uh-huh. We really need a strong bad guy, and there wasn't. CGI? CGI generic monsters. And, the, you know, there's a bit of a twist, but it just, it was just, I, I wasn't a, hu- a huge fan of it. Still, I would still say that it was more interesting than Black Widow, which was just generic and, and also kind of boring. At le- this one at least attempted something different, but it just did not, did not do it for me. Didn't stick the landing. Mm-hmm. Stop crying, punch more monsters. What about sex? Because we had heard that this is like the sexiest Marvel movie. No, not at all. Well, there was one scene where there's a couple people making love on the beach. I will, I will give Marvel props. I, you know, I don't like woke stuff. Uh huh. But there was a deaf character in this, uh, in this movie that I liked that was interesting and it was kind of neat. You know, they didn't really dwell on it. It was just a person who did sign language and was deaf. And uh, there was a, the first ever Marvel gay kiss between two dudes as well. And I liked that character, too. So there was... And it didn't seem out of place. It didn't it, seem it like seems, they forced it in there. It seems slightly forced, I'll be honest. But I didn't hate it. Like, it was fine. It kind of fit with the story. So, you know, I didn't mind that, that stuff in this movie as much as I thought it would bother me. Eternals has been banned in Saudi Arabia, Kuwait, and Qatar because of a... Same-sex kiss between two characters, so I guess that's what you're talking about, right? Yeah, and they could have taken that. Like, you didn't even need to know that guy was gay or anything, but who cares? It was, uh, you know, who cares? It's a gay guy in a Marvel movie, so I'm sure uh, people can appreciate that, and it didn't take away from the story. You didn't care that there was a gay character. You just were mad that the gay character wasn't punching more monsters. No, he didn't punch it. He barely, I mean, he did some magic. (laughs) Too much time crying, not enough monster punching. (laughs) Yeah, let's go. There is Jim's review of The Eternals. It's in theaters now. And the Uber Eats craving report for 2021 has been released. Uber Eats, they've been collecting our data, Jim. Of course they have. And they've got a number of categories, and they list the places across Canada that, uh, that rank in these categories. For example, the most polite cities in Canada. This is based on people who say, please, Thank you or merci to the Uber Eats drivers. The number one polite city, Nanaimo, British Columbia. Nanaimo. How about that? Aren't they too busy eating Nanaimo bars to get Uber Eats? Yeah, home of the bars. Uh-huh. Number 10 on the polite cities in Canada, London, hey, Ontario. Yeah, there you go, London. Number six on the most polite cities in Canada, according to Uber Eats, Hamilton. Hamilton, way more polite than you, London, Ontario. How do you like it? (laughs) Most picky cities in Canada. So this is kind of be annoying to to deal with these these picky orders, right? Sure, it's like special take the pickles ins- off my burger. Or yes, whatever it extra is. mayonnaise. Special instructions sure. added to the orders. Uh, the ne- number ten most picky city is Hamilton, mm. Ontario. Okay. The so num- they're polite, though picky, but polite. They're a little picky because number seven is London, Ontario. Mm. So London is ruder than Hamilton and more picky than Hamilton. Oh, and I'm just reading here, 50% of the picky orders were Taz from the radio's allergy concerns. (laughs) They're legitimate allergies, okay? (laughs) That doesn't count as picky. (laughs) Uh, Cities that order healthy food... 
Hamilton and London aren't even in the oh, top ten. Oh, no. Not surprised. <laughs> but way to go, Kitchener-Waterloo. You're number four on the list. Okay. Ordering the healthy food on, on Uber Eats. Number one, Halifax. Right on. A lot of, lot of healthy fish. Yeah, they got the seafood going out mm-hmm. there. Cities that tip the most. Here we go. Okay, now I know why Nanaimo did so well with the polite thing. They're number one on the tipping list. They're, they're buying votes here. <laughs> Top five, Quebec City, Sherbrooke, Sherbrooke in Quebec, Kelowna, B.C., Victoria, and Nanaimo. So B.C. and Quebec, very generous when it comes to tipping. The Uber Eats craving report is out. We can do better, people. <laughs> Let's show Nanaimo who's boss in 2022. <laughs> this story that we've been following for the past couple weeks, the movie Rust, Alec Baldwin, you, you know what happened. He um, didn't realize that there was a live round in a gun he was using while they were blocking out a scene for this movie, he pulled the trigger and ended up killing a woman working on the film, cinematographer. Um, now the armorer who a lot of us didn't know much about how it worked with guns on sets of movies, and now we've all been educated over the past week or so. The armorer is the person on the set who is in charge of any guns that are being used while filming. Mm -hmm. And the armorer is being questioned in court, says she has no idea how a live round would have got in that gun. And her lawyer has suggested that it may have been sabotage Somebody put it in there intentionally hmm. for That's a- insurance reasons, for whatever reason. Well, Maybe they, is- had, they had a, a beef with Alec Baldwin. That's the conspiracy. You know I love a good conspiracy, and I brushed this one off immediately, but that was the conspiracy that people were sending me and that I was reading was that since Alec Baldwin and Donald Trump are beefing, people were going, is it possible that you know Trump set somebody up to put a bullet in the gun so that he looks bad, he shoots somebody? Um, I doubt it, but anything's possible, yeah. but it's more likely that somebody, because there was also word that some of the people on the set were taking these guns out at night and they were shooting them because they were in the middle of the desert. So that someone was taking the guns, putting live rounds in them and they were shooting the guns at night. Mm-hmm. I think it's more likely that that was going on and they forgot to take a live round out of the gun before they put it back in the lockbox. Yeah, I would entertain the uh, sabotage idea far more if crew members were not walking off the set because it was unsafe and there was accidental discharges already, a couple of them. So There was issues on this yeah. movie set, it sounds like. Well, the question is, where does Hollywood go from here? And one guy who has an answer is The Rock. Hmm. You smell what The Rock is cooking. He was at the movie premiere of his new one, Red Notice, with Ryan Reynolds and Gal Gadot. And he told reporters that his production company, Seven Bucks Productions, would never use real guns ever again on a movie set. This is his quote. I can't speak for other production companies. I can't speak for other studios. But what I can tell you is this has created a new lens and a new perspective on how we can operate moving forward. He says his company will now be using rubber guns and they will, quote, take care of it in post-production and they won't be worrying about the dollars that that costs. But that is a commitment because you think about movies that The Rock stars in. That's a lot of rubber guns. Yeah, generally gun heavy. It's time for you and I to get in the rubber gun business, Jim. (laughs) Because if The Rock is using them, there's a a niche market right there. Start recycling those tires. 
Time for sports. Taz and Jim joined by Devin Peacock from Global News Radio. Dev, Leaf fans starting to feel a little optimistic. Another big win last night. Yeah, their most complete win against the Vegas Golden Knights earlier this week. And one of their most exciting wins, I would say, maybe against uh, Tampa Bay. Uh, they were trailing for most of the game. It was a good game. The Lightning are the two-time defending Stanley Cup champions, of course. But they found a way to uh, to win this. Uh, John Tavares scoring late, finding a crack in the uh, Lightning's uh, defense. <laughs> and then uh, William Nylander scoring an overtime to win it for Toronto. That wasn't the only crack <laughs> during last night's game. Have you looked at the picture that we posted of the uh, the plumber's crack, the butt crack behind the bench, the Leafs bench? I love this picture. I want to make it my profile picture. This is fantastic. <laughs> It does kind of look like you and I putting our heads together there, Dev. <laughs> a couple of bald guys with a pair of jeans wrapped around them. <laughs> okay, uh, Eichel, Jack Eichel. We all know he wanted out of Buffalo. He made it very clear. It looks like he is getting his wish. Where's he going? He was uh, traded to the Vegas Golden Knights uh, yesterday, and Vegas paid a high price for him. Uh, they gave up Alex Tuck, uh, Peyton Krebs, who's a highly touted uh, young player, a first-round pick in 2022 that is uh, protected for the first 10 picks, and a second-round pick in 2023. Uh, now Vegas also gets a third-round pick along with uh, Jack Eichel. The, the big prize, of course, is Eichel. When you look at this trade, I mean, everyone's trying to pick who's winning, who's losing. I mean, Jack Eichel is the best player in the trade. When he's healthy, he's a top 10 player. Uh, the question is, what is his health status moving forward? He needs to have a procedure. His neck is the issue, and the neck is, you know, <laughs> kind of important. I don't know if people have noticed that, so I'd be a little bit worried about that long term. But I like the return for Buffalo, considering everyone knew Eichel did not want to return, that he wasn't coming back. He's injured. So to get what they did for him, I think, is a pretty good return. And Vegas, if he's healthy, gets a top 10 player. It's, it's kind of a good trade for both sides. Yeah, Vegas, you know, they like to gamble down there, and it is a bit of a gamble. But if it pays off, it uh, could mean another deep playoff run or possibly a championship for the Vegas Golden Knights. Vegas is all in at this point. The way they have built their team, the way they have acquired talent, they don't have a whole lot left in the system uh, so they are going for it this year and next year they are putting their cards on the table thank you very much for checking out the taz and jim podcast if you want to listen to us the old-fashioned way live on the radio you can do that on fm 96 in london or y108 in hamilton weekday mornings from 5 30 until 9 30 or subscribe keep downloading the podcast and we'll keep talking. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid.
<laughs> For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.